Good evening and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, and I'm a Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and follow the podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, be sure to follow and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Megaphone app. Subscribing is free and keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. On tonight's episode, we're going to be revisiting our stories from the game-worn hockey collecting community. And without further ado, please welcome tonight's guest. And now we are joined by game-worn hockey jersey collector, Brett Small, who I believe, Brett, you collect a lot of Washington Capitol stuff. Is that correct? I do. I do. I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. And uh, so I've been a diehard Capitals fan since I was young and I used to watch the games with my dad. Oh, man, how do you feel about Ovechkin perhaps uh, having a slight delay in his goal-scoring record, Chase? I'm I'm sorry to see that, but I think he'll still get it done. Uh, I've been really fortunate to have some interactions with him. Um, I actually work part-time for the Capitals, and uh, I also had a little bit of a of a refing career, and I've done some uh, inter-squad games for the Caps, and Ovechkin has been nothing but a gentleman um, with every interaction I've had. I cannot say enough good stuff about him. Yeah, we're all rooting for him to get this goal scoring record in the next couple of seasons. And if his uh, if his scoring rate holds, that dude just seems like a, a machine. I see why they call him the Russian machine, because he never seems to break down. For sure, but, man, for sure. Yeah, I know. Well, Brett, we are continuing our Game Worn Hockey Jersey Collector Series, Stories from the Game Worn World. And we are going to start with a fun question for you. Tell us a little bit about what your most memorable jersey find was. My most memorable jersey find has to be a group of jerseys I purchased probably four or five years ago. And it's really a significant, actually, it was probably six years ago. Um, It's kind of a a crazy story how this all happened. My dad, who I've been extremely close with and who I watched hockey with, um, had Parkinson's disease. And uh, we used to bond by watching hockey and him, you know, just like any father son would. And, and um, my dad got sick and ended up heading to the hospital. And this would kind of eventually be, um, you know, kind of the beginning of the end. But that same day I actually was on eBay and I typed in capitals Jersey randomly. And I saw this Jersey that was had a nine 11 patch on there, which for was worn during the 2001, 2002 season by the Washington capitals to commemorate nine 11, which was, really significant for me because that was my senior year of high school and I lived in the Washington DC area and my dad was downtown when all that happened. And I, I saw it on eBay and I went, you know, that that's a game worn Jersey. I, I bet my life on it. And it was, uh, like I said, it was worn by Dinah Zubris. So that whole week I was at the hospital watching and, um, on eBay and just hitting refresh and showing my dad and my dad eventually checked out of the hospital and we put him in assisted living but the day before we did that, uh, I won the jersey for $200, and I emailed the woman afterwards and said, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I'm just curious. Do you have any others? And she said, yeah. And she sent me a picture of another jersey that was flipped inside out, and I could see number 16 on it. I went, I bet that's a Trevor Linden jersey. And I said, hey, is there any way I could come out and purchase the rest of them from you? I'll give you a fair deal. And she said, Sure, make me an offer. And I made her an offer that was very fair. And she emailed back two minutes later and said, they're going to be at my house. They're on the front stoop. Come pick them up. 
And I said, before I do that, I just have one final question. Where did you get these? She goes, oh, my husband worked for the Capitals for several years and he passed away. And one day he showed up at home with these. And there were about 10 jerseys from the 2000 or sorry, 2001, 2002 season. All had the 9-11 patch. All were black. And it was really interesting because the only ones that had really made it out into the hobby were the white ones. And so now we found out where all the black ones are. And to this day, I have most of those jerseys. There was a Rob Zettler, an Alf Dahlin, a Trevor Linden, Glenn Metropolit, Dimitri Christage, several other players. And uh, it was probably the most memorable thing. I'll never forget. There was another collector in Maryland named Mark Friedman, who uh, was one of the guys that got me into it. And he was working at the University of Maryland at the time. And after I picked up the jerseys, I drove right over to the University of Maryland and showed him what I got. And he actually took me to the Maryland football stadium that night. And it was a fun day and a, and a great memory. That's really an amazing story. And a couple of the guys have had nothing quite on on that that manner of uh i would say incredible fortune and also um a lot of a lot of stuff going on in your life at the same time but you know about that whole package of jerseys were there any ones that you didn't end up getting or or were there some that were are still somewhere out in the wild or did you mostly get all of them i picked up every single one of them and uh i gave a few away to friends and um and and i did not sell them i gave them away um, just people that, you know, I, I was friendly with over the years and, and, you know, might've been looking for one or two and, and, uh, I've kept the rest. I haven't gotten rid of any of them. And, and, um, I've been really, really lucky and fortunate with being able to track down stuff. And also, uh, knowing other people in the community, not just in the game worn community, but in the area that knew I was a big hockey fan. Um, you know, that's how I wound up with some seats from the cap center as somebody knew that I was a collector of that kind of stuff. And there was an old police officer that had somebody who was just getting rid of them. And I said, Hey, I'm happy to take them. And several of us were able to get four or five seats. And I'm actually sitting in one of those seats right now while I'm doing this interview. <laughs> I actually <laughs> I have a little the- hockey room. I have a hockey room. I'll send you a picture of it. And it's, I'm in the hockey room right now. Oh man, I need one of those. Although I don't really have space for a hockey room, but you know, eventually down the road, I'll, I'll try and find some way to, uh, Maybe find some cheap stadium seats or something, although those things are never cheap these days. That's Uh, true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Of that whole set, did you have a favorite one? I kind of feel like Trevor Linden might be up there, but um, I'm sure that there's one that was uh, a standout for sure. Trevor Linden, for sure. And and I know that we're not really broadcasting this to the game-worn community, so people might not be familiar with the term of game wear, but it's basically the sweat and disgustingness and the repairs and the stick marks that all the collectors like myself love, but everyone else goes, ooh, gross. Why would you want that on there? And it was Trevor's last Capitals jersey, and it showed tons of game use on it. And um, it was one that I'd looked for for a long time. And there is a collector in Canada named Scott Taylor, who's a great guy. Shout out to Scott, who has been begging me for it. And I told Scott, if I ever get rid of it, it will be his. But it's it's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I can imagine that there are no small amount of Canucks fans who are always looking for um, some obscure pieces of, of some of their favorite players' histories. I forget if Lyndon is actually still in that organization. I know I for think a while. He is. I think he is. I don't know for sure, but I think he is. It, yeah, he, I, I do know he knows some health clubs up in the Vancouver area. They're called, I think, Club 16 or something like that. Huh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he, he at one point, I think they were talking about working him into the GM situation when the Canucks were kind of on the ropes, but then I don't know exactly what happened. That whole brain trust up there is a very complicated situation. I'm very glad that the Caps have a, a much more 
shall we say, dedicated structure that people can, can actually keep track of. Um, sure seems that way. And, and like I said, I, I have nothing but great things to say about the Washington Capitals organization. Um, you know, they've been really good to me and, and, and with my collecting, I've even gotten jerseys from them over the years. They would find something and give me a call and say, Hey, we know you, you like this kind of stuff. You know, we're, we've got this here for you. That's how I picked up, um, uh, a Stephen Pete Jersey, a Steve kind Walchuk Jersey, um, some really neat stuff that over the years is kind of, uh, uh, made my closet a little full. I've got helmets that they've that they've hooked me up with, sweatshirts, just a great people and and uh, lots of lots of good stuff. That's actually a great transition point. You know, picking up stuff from the team. Our second question is, is sort of on the same, I guess, wavelength. You know, what have you ever met a pro that involved some kind of a jersey exchanging hands? So I have a kind of a funny story about this um, about. Probably 10 years ago, I went to a Caps alumni game and I saw John Drews, who played for the Caps in the early 90s and had one playoff series where he went unbelievably crazy and scored like 14 goals in like 15 games. And he was the talk of the town. And it was really his um, kind of claim to fame. And I showed him one of his game jerseys and he liked it. And he was, you know, we were joking about it and and uh, he he could not have been nicer. And then. You know, a couple of years later, I actually, when I got affiliated with the Capitals and started getting to know those folks, I started refing some of those alumni games. And I went up to John and said, you probably don't remember me. He goes, no, no, I do remember you. You're the only guy I know that has a John Drews jersey still. And uh, so I actually was came across his Peterborough Pete's jersey. And I saw him about six or seven months ago at, at another alumni game and gave it to him. And he was very flattered and touched. And um, I did that because while I was up in Peterborough, a couple of years ago, I was up there for work and, and I, I went to, to Toronto and then shot over to Peterborough and John had a restaurant at the time. It was nice enough to walk me around Peterborough, kind of show me around. And it was really neat. I was hanging out with like my childhood idol. And, and uh, so it was a great experience. And, and there have been a couple other players I've become friendly with through the Alumni Association. And uh, but but John is the only one that I've had a, a Jersey uh, uh, transaction with. And, and I guess it really was a transaction. I gave it to him. So. Yeah, there's a few guys, I'm sure, every now and then we all have jerseys of guys, and they might be surprised to find out that somebody actually likes them. Um, yeah, yeah I've, jerseys. I've, I've talked to Neil Sheehy about his jerseys. I saw him at a game, and uh, Neil's an agent. He was an agent for Matt Niskin, and then I went up to him, and I said, hey, I watched you when I was a kid, and he was so flattered. Couldn't have been cooler. And I said, where are all your jerseys? He goes, dude, I have no idea. He goes, I figured they're in the trash by now. And uh, he is one of the elusive jerseys, uh, a Neil Sheehy Capitals jersey I've never never seen. So um, if it's out there, I'd, I'd like to, you know, give me a call. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a, I think Zach, it might have been Zach, had some jersey that he found at like a Goodwill or something. And it was, it was a Washington Wizards jersey from, I don't know, 80s or 90s or something, maybe even earlier. And he was telling us that uh, surprisingly, this guy had only played like one preseason game or something for the team. And this was, I think, his only jersey out there, but somehow it was just sitting out there for like, I don't know, $25. And he actually ended up getting in contact with the player. And the guy's like, no, 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 you found it. It's yours. Just keep it. Now you've got the story to go with it. Um, don't it's think absolutely ever... incredible. One thing I will tell people with game jerseys is they're all out there. It's just a matter of finding them. Um, they are hidden in closets. They are hidden. The team still might have some. Um, they're all out there. It's just a matter of tracking them down. 
feels a little bit like dinosaur archaeology every now and then for those it who is. are <laughs> for those it who is. are you never know what you're gonna get you never know what you're gonna get yeah i think um there's some fun stories people people always wonder since this is a, a jets podcast sometimes a lot of winnipeg fans tend to uh pretend that the atlanta thrashers did not happen but they definitely did happen and they gave us some of our best players but during the dying months of that whole sequence and, and the shenanigans between, I think, the team's ownership and, like, arena ownership, apparently, if you go through Phillips Arena today and you do a lot of digging, you can unearth just boxes and boxes of crap that they just never got rid of because they didn't really know what to do with it. Supposedly, the team's ownership basically skipped town and told all the staff, hey, good luck, you have to sell this to, to pay off your debts and stuff, even though it's actually the team's debts. And so I think when they were doing like equipment sales and stuff, they were just throwing away like Kovalchuk gloves for like 50 bucks. Um, who knows what else that, you know, kind of walked out. I know that there are some jerseys from the last season that folks are still trying to find and just have never been able to locate. And I'm always curious too, just because I'm not like a big thrashers collector, but there are always some really interesting stories that came out of that team, especially in the final chaotic months of, uh, of its existence right before it relocated. You know, and I've heard that countless times. I've heard not only about the Thrashers. I know that a lot of teams, when they move arenas, will literally go digging and find stuff from, you know, I, I know when the Caps moved out of the Cap Center, uh, there was a former player that told me he found sticks from the 70s and they moved out in the late 90s. Um, there's tons of stuff in these arenas that people don't forget about. And I think a lot of that has to do with a lot of people don't realize that people actually collect this stuff or want this stuff. So it's, um, you know, one man's garbage is another man's gold kind of thing. And uh, so it doesn't surprise me to hear that. And I'm sure it's happened at lots of other arenas as well. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that they found at the uh, the old Detroit Stadium as they were tearing it down. Who knows where any of that went now? <laughs> oh, my God. There's got to be tons of stuff there. And, and even you look at some of these OHL and Western Hockey League teams, I'm sure it's the same thing. One of the, one of the guys I know actually... Um, not on the game more note, but when the Brampton Battalion moved to North Bay, which is an OHL team, uh, he was called and they gave him all the old TV tapes. So he has every single game that was broadcast on TV, all on VHS in his apartment up in uh, Guelph. He lives in Guelph. And and who would have thought everyone would have thought that would have been destroyed or taped over. But somehow he got a hold of it. There's only one thing that I've ever had like that. And I think that that was uh Ages ago, I picked up some really bizarre, like Las Vegas, Las Vegas Wranglers jersey. That was a specialty jersey. And I could not find a single photo of this thing because, uh, you know, back in 04, no one's putting Las Vegas Wranglers pictures from one-off jerseys on the web. So right. um, there's a collector, John Nordahl, who, who's a, a Knights fan these days. Um, he actually, when the team was folding, bought tons and tons of these in-game images from I think one of the game photographers and lo and behold, there was, was one set that actually had this Jersey in it. And it was because it was from their inaugural season. Um, unfortunately I couldn't find the specific player that I had. I'm not sure if he played that game or not, but man, sometimes you just have to do like the craziest levels of research just to find some of the stuff. That's one thing that game worn Jersey collecting has taught me is it's taught me that it's never, don't be afraid to ask things and for my real job, I'm in sales and, and people will do the craziest things. And the other thing it's taught me is how nice people can be. Um, you know, I, there are people that were cap season ticket holders I've reached out to. Hey, I'm looking for this. 
I know you've, you know, we're a season ticket holder. People, you'd be surprised what they keep. I mean, in my little hockey room, I have all these promotional posters from the 90s, and I was lucky enough to get them from John Schneider. And John is the person that actually created all these posters, and he sent them to me from North Carolina, and these are all his originals. And John is funny. I, I joke with him. We're, we're still friendly to this day um, that he was the face of my childhood because all these posters were on the wall as a kid, and, and now they're on my wall in my hockey room. Wow. Talk about, in some ways, a bit of a small world. And now Absolutely. that you've, you've kind of had those memories associated with it, I'm not sure if I've ever had that experience. I need to get a little bit older before I can have one of those moments. When you um, get old you know, like me, it's, you, you know, it, it's, it's the, uh, yeah, it happens. We'll leave it at oh, that. Oh, now, now Brett's saying he's old, folks. I, th- I, think, I, we're, uh, <laughs> I think we're ready for the next question. <laughs> um, so, Brett, tell us about the most special jersey that you've you've come across and why is it special to you? Is it the Linden jersey or is it something else? So I can't just pick one. I have a few. And the first one I'm going to talk about was a wedding present from a lot of guys that collect. And I don't know if you're familiar with this story, but about two years ago, I got married. And um, my father had passed away about a year beforehand. And a lot of collectors get together every year for this convention. They call it the Northern Virginia Game Worn Expo. And everybody kind of sits around, geeks out over jerseys. It's a total nerd fest, and I'm, I'm leading the pack. And the night before, a lot of us got together. And it's really neat because guys come from all over. And I've known a lot of these guys since I was 15. I'm 35 now, so uh, 20 years. And um, for my wedding present, since the old man finally got married, a bunch of guys pitched in and bought me a beautiful game-worn Kelly Miller jersey that was worn during the 89-90 season. It's a road red, and I was able to photo match it. And they gave that to me, uh, and I was so flattered by it. And my face, supposedly, when I opened it was amazing. Um, I, am I allowed to curse on this? <laughs> we usually keep it mild, okay. but one or two is fine. Okay. Literally, my face, I went, oh, shh. And uh, like, because I thought it was going to be a gag gift, and and everyone they had pictures of my face. It was priceless. So that's that's definitely a favorite because it's from friends. Um, you know, having a John Drew jersey really neat. I actually worked a little bit in the minor leagues in the Southern Pro Hockey League as a linesman, and I was able to keep my referee jersey. So that has special meaning to me. Um, you know, I worked so hard to get there and and did it for a little while. Um, so that was fun, and then. You know, just some other players that I've gotten to know over the years to have one of their jerseys. It's it's kind of neat. So th- there's definitely um, a handful, but those are probably the big three uh, that I could think of. Always the uh, the ones that kind of come out of nowhere and surprise you. I, obviously, I haven't been married yet. Um, first, you have to have a significant other for that. But I think if I if I ever got a wedding gift. I don't even know what kind of jersey I would even be surprised by because honestly, I think most people don't really know that much about game one collecting. They're just kind of like, I tell them about it and they have this sort of reaction where they think, Oh yeah, that's, 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 that's different. Pretty, yeah. That's, that's well, wow. yeah. yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I get it's it. Funny. Yeah. I know. Like explaining to people, it's like, you know, it's, it's about the history and the moments that are captured in the threads and they're like, okay, you're a little strange, but thank you for explaining that in detail. Hey, um, we're, we're all weird in our own ways. And we just own our weirdness. That's that's all it is. And um, but it's neat to kind of have some history. You know, one of the things that was uh, really neat is um, being in the game worn hobby and, and kind of doing it for so long. You meet so many great people. I was fortunate enough to get a back uh, backstage, quote unquote, tour at the Hockey Hall of Fame where I went to their archives. And it was so neat to go through 
their archives and see what they had that you don't see at the Hockey Hall of Fame. And it was so cool to me that those guys were asking me about authenticating Capitals jerseys because I had so many of them. And I couldn't believe how few they actually had there. So it was neat to be able to interact with them and share you know, hockey history with the Hockey Hall of Fame, which in my opinion is like the curator of hockey history. So it was a, it was a neat experience. And I think that's kind of what attracted me to it is, is I like having a piece of, of history in my, in my closet. And I, and I like to share it with other people. That has generally been my case. Um, you said we own our weirdness and the, it's quite literally owning our weirdness in this case, um, just because we have all of this stuff. And I think for me, imagining those moments that ultimately shape the destiny of some team or some, some game, Something like that, you have a piece of that moment, you know, carrying with you for as long as you want, and you can you can talk to people about it and share in that enthusiasm. And I always think that that's one of the most rewarding moments. Um, but you said like a, a backstage tour of the Hockey Hall of Fame, which I'm sure a number of people actually haven't even been to the Hall of Fame to begin with. What kinds of things did they have sitting in in their I guess their back archive? Oh my gosh, where do I start? Like it, it was. So the Hockey Hall of Fame archives are in Toronto. And um, every year I have a few, my, my old college roommate, one of my old college roommates and I head up to Toronto and we go catch a couple Ontario Hockey League games. And the reason we do that is because as a kid, I remember reading the Washington Post with my dad and hearing about these players that the Caps drafted, which I couldn't understand the concept of a draft. Like they owned these players that played in this league in Canada and it was called Juniors this level of hockey where they were paid to play and they were only like 16 years old. And I was like boggled by this and I was only five at the time, but I was like, I'm going to do that. And so I said, once I got older, I would always try to go to Ontario hockey league games. And uh, the first games I finally got to go to were with uh, uh, one of my college roommates. We went and saw the Erie Otters play the London Knights. And so every year we go to a couple games. I've been with my wife and uh, I said, I was going to be up there and, and uh, in Mississauga, which is right near, uh, where the archives are, which is outside of downtown Toronto. And um, it's uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame archives are in the same building as the Maple Leafs practice facility. So it's really like, you know, you're you're in hockey, like hockey country, like it is hockey royalty there. And uh, probably the only thing I think would be bigger, maybe Montreal. And, um, you know, you walk in and, and it's it's just like any other office. There's lots of bobbleheads. And then you actually go into their storage area where they have three copies of every single publication you can think of media guides, programs, uh, hockey news issues, everything. And they're, they're all organized and, and they let you go through whatever you need to look at, whatever you want to go through. And then they have a stick rack that I, I swear it, it has to be worth if you read on retail, at least several million dollars. I mean, Gretzky, everybody on down the list, uh, you know, so many uh, Gila Fleur, Gordy Howe, all these sticks, and they're just sitting there. And, and you're, you're welcome to go touch them as long as you're respectful of them. And then you go to the um, they have these wheel, uh, these these like old medical. I don't want to call them cabinets, but you used to use a wheel to open them. They were in a lot of doctor's offices like filing system. And, you know, the first one you look at on the left is the Olympics and it's got gold medals in there. It's got jerseys. It's got everything you can imagine. And it's it's uh, as long as you're respectful, they want you to touch it. They want you to 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 kind of explore it. And it's neat holding some hockey history in your hands. And and uh, it's pretty cool. And, and like I said, it, it might be weird to some people, but I own it that it could be weird. And it's it's a lot of fun. 
I think there are no small amount of our Canadian listeners right now who are probably foaming at the mouth at the chance to to take a look at some of the uh, Vancouver Olympics medals and jerseys at this point. I think that they would be kids in Candyland in the exact same moment. And Vancouver was 02, right? Uh, I think that was 2010. I'm sorry, 2010. That's what I meant. That was one of the medals that was there, and it was in a clear sleeve that it, like an old trading card sleeve, and it was just sitting down there. I picked it up. I said, what is this? I said, oh, that's one of the gold medals. And uh, I was like, what? I, I don't know if it was a sales sample or if it was actually one of the medals, but it was uh, it was really neat to see. Wow. that's That sounds like something that uh, would be on the kind of bucket list thing that I'd want to do. That's pretty cool. Well, well, Brett, thank you so much. We are unfortunately out of time for this episode, but we thank you so much for coming on. Do you have any social media accounts or podcasts or anything that you'd like to plug before we jump off? You know, I, I, I really don't, uh, just, I want to plug your locked on Winnipeg jets podcast for having me on. So thank you for that. And, uh, you know what, we're, I don't know when this is going to air, but we're, we're doing the coronavirus thing right now. So we're all kind of locked in our homes and I just hope everyone is safe and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll get this thing cleared up so we can get hockey back and see the Stanley Cup awarded, uh, you know, this year. And, and Ovechkin can, you know, get closer to breaking that record. Yeah, we're all we're all waiting with braided breath for something to happen. That's for sure. Absolutely. Thanks again so much, Brett. Have a great evening. Talk to you soon, Harrison. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a great evening. Now tune your device to Locked On NHL Fantasy. See you tomorrow. Have a great evening and go Jets go.